Hey, fellow Boundary Breakers, if your current delegation systems are not working to get you out of the day-to-day in your business, there is an exercise on our website that is the first step to get you out of the delegation catch-22. I'm going to throw the link in the show notes for you to go ahead and download. If you're reviewing the data and the data is telling you that something is not working, We can get in this analysis paralysis mode where with our scorecard, what's really should be happening is we're starting a conversation about it. So instead of jumping to make decisions based on what the data is telling us, sometimes we need to have a conversation about why is this thing working or not working and what is not working about it and how do we fix it? Sometimes there might be things outside of our control, or there might be something happening inside the business that's not even related to the metric on the scorecard. Using the data to start conversations versus just burying your nose in the data and making decisions based on strictly the numbers. Welcome to another episode of Female Founders Breaking Boundaries. I'm your host, Casey Gromer. I am the founder of She Sweet Boutique. With over 20 years of marketing and business management experience, I work with small businesses and female founders using our signature business blueprint. On the show, you get tools, advice, resources, support, and encouragement that resonates with the modern businesswoman. So, fellow boundary breakers, let's dive in. Hello, fellow Boundary Breakers, and welcome to a new episode of Female Founders Breaking Boundaries. This is the podcast that's going to challenge you to think about running your business in a different way. So all of those pesky societal boundaries that like to hold women entrepreneurs back don't get in the way of our success. Thank you for tuning in to listen again. Some of you may have noticed that there was not an episode last week. And if you were looking forward to listening, I apologize. I had a lot on my plate last week. I did a workshop on delegation and accountability for a group of wonderful mental health group practice owners. So if you are listening today and you did attend the workshop, It was so nice to meet you, and I hope you got a lot from the workshop. And for those of you who are not a practice owner or a therapist and are still wanting to learn about delegation and accountability, we are going to be running that workshop again this fall, so I will let you know when that's coming out. So last week, I was working on the workshop, so here we are again, and In fact, we are going to be talking about the scorecard today. We're also going to be lifting up Miss Julie Ball of Sparkle Hustle Grow and what's on my mind outside of business, which is this idea of constant and perpetual growth. And we're going to dig into that. But first, Can I introduce you to my friend, Julie Ball? Julie is the founder of a subscription box for women entrepreneurs called Sparkle Hustle Grow. Julie calls herself the chief sparkler, and I have met Julie, and she is in fact that One of the reasons we are lifting Julie up today is because Julie is someone who also supports women entrepreneurs, just like we do here. Now, the subscription box is filled with, if you're someone who's into lots of 
awesome office supplies. Every month in your subscription box, you get some new and funky and cool different office supplies to try. And also in the subscription box every month, you will get an educational resource. So whether that is a book, which it usually is, that's going to help you propel your business forward or some kind of training or in some way she is supporting women entrepreneurs. And one of the reasons I'm lifting Julie up today is because as women entrepreneurs, we need to support each other. And in so many instances, we're busy competing with each other. I love that Julie is providing a community because it's not just a subscription box. She's also found a way to get all of her subscribers into a community to connect with each other. So they're not only connecting and they're getting awesome things in their subscription box, but they're also attending events together. And I think there's even a Facebook group where they can connect and learn from each other and support each other. Julie is an author, a community builder. She's also a subscription box coach. So she helps other people get their own subscription box businesses started. And she was featured in Forbes, Business Insider, Thrive Global, Pop Sugar, Mashable, and BuzzFeed. If you have not heard of Sparkle Hustle Grow and you are someone who likes reading business books and likes office supplies and loves getting support from and supporting other women entrepreneurs, go to sparklehustlegrow.com. All of the links to connect with Julie will be in the show notes for you. It is time to get to the content today, which kind of is based off of the workshop I just gave on delegation and accountability. And one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this today is because one of our previous episodes that was released talks about, and here, let me find that episode for you so I can point you in the right direction. That was episode 45, all about tracking and keeping score of your metrics. And as I was doing the workshop today, and after I have done this service for so many different women business owners, I realized that there are a few things that are happening over and over that are kind of keeping us from getting to that scorecard or those metrics for accountability that are really going to help us help our teams support us and get us all moving in the same direction. So we're going to cover those today. So if you have some metrics in your business or you have a scorecard that you created from our last episode, here's some of the things that you might want to take another look at. The first thing I want to talk about is analysis paralysis. And this might look like relying too much on your data. So looking and looking and looking and looking. The point I want to make is that the data tells a story. The data is always accurate, but what the data doesn't give us is context. And so if you're reviewing the data and the data is telling you that something is not working, 
we can get in this analysis paralysis mode where with our scorecard, what's really should be happening is we're starting a conversation about it. So instead of jumping to make decisions based on what the data is telling us, sometimes we need to have a conversation about why is this thing working or not working and what is not working about it and how do we fix it? Because sometimes there might be things outside of our control or there might be something happening inside the business that's not even related to the metric on the scorecard. And so using the data to start conversations versus just burying your nose in the data and making decisions based on strictly the numbers. The other thing that can happen, and this is probably something that you have heard about before, but that's too many metrics. What this means is that we're looking at too many different things across the business. And this can be an issue because first of all, it makes it hard for us to focus. And so if there's too many things we're looking at, it's a little bit overwhelming and we can't really focus in and hone in on the things that we need to. The second reason we don't like to look at too many metrics is because what that really means is you are getting too bogged down into the day-to-day of the business where you as the leader or in your leadership team need to be focusing on the things that matter to the leadership team, the bigger picture things, where if something is happening down at a lower level, it may not be bubbling up to the leadership team. But when it gets to the leadership team, then that's an issue that we need to address right away. What I always recommend is breaking your metrics apart. So if you feel like you must have lots of metrics, what you can do with that is for your leadership team, focus only on the top level metrics. Maybe there's 10 or 20 metrics. And those metrics really need to be based off of your accountability chart. And the leadership team in your accountability chart is your sales and marketing team, your operations team, and your finance team. There may be a couple others in there if you have a more complex business. But for the most part, those are the three things that need to be represented on your scorecard and looking at them at a high level. And then what you can do then is you can break into smaller scorecards where your sales and marketing team can have their own scorecard, your operations team can have their own scorecard, and so on, so that some of those more granular metrics are someone else's accountability. And those teams and people need to be watching those more granular metrics and data to make their own decisions. That is how we can get out of that using too many metrics. Obviously, if we're looking at the wrong metrics, that is going to be an issue. The way we can get the wrong metrics on our performance data or on our scorecard is from measuring things that don't really matter. How do we know what really matters? I'm going back to the functions of marketing, operations, and finance, or sales and marketing, operations, and finance. You need to understand what purpose those functions play in your business and how they propel your business forward. When you know that purpose, how do you know that it's working for you? So you take that purpose and you translate it into the items on your scorecard. And that's how you know that you've got the right things. You know that those three functions are working the way they should be. I'm going to give you a quick example of a scorecard where you might have the wrong metrics. There was a business owner at one point who was measuring the number of outbound calls that were being made to potential clients and to clients. 
Now, the thinking was, is that these outbound calls, the more we make, the more we're going to sell. But the problem with this is we didn't really know if these outbound calls were working and if that's what we should be doing. This particular business owner was actually more interested in how busy her team was staying. And so she wanted them to be doing something. And as long as they were making outbound calls, she felt like this was a contribution to the business and its success. But in reality, we didn't know that it was working. And in fact, it was not. Making those outbound calls in this instance was the wrong metric to have on the scorecard because we weren't really understanding what it was that was driving sales and if that was what was driving sales. So that's an example of having the wrong metrics on the scorecard. If you have a scorecard or your performance dashboard, one of the things you're also going to need to do is review it often because the industry is changing, the market is changing, your customers and clients are changing, your internal people are changing. Everything changes over time. And just because you found the right things to measure at one point in time doesn't mean that they haven't need to be modified down the road. So I always recommend every time you do a planning session, whether you do quarterly planning or annual planning, every time you do a planning session, schedule in some time to review the scorecard and what's on it and make sure that you've got the right things on it. And you can modify the scorecard depending on team changes that have happened. Maybe you've hired somebody or eliminated a position or your goals have changed and now you need to include different things on the scorecard to make sure that you are hitting those goals. The final thing that can really cause your accountability efforts to get sidetracked is not reviewing the scorecard on a regular basis. So in some cases, if you have the scorecard, but it's not getting updated on a regular basis, or you have some team members or employees that are really good at updating the scorecard and some that are not, that's going to be an issue. It has to be an expectation of everyone that they're updating the scorecard whenever they're supposed to be. So whether that's weekly or monthly, they're entering their scorecard items and then also reviewing the scorecard. So if you're not ever looking at it to see what's happening, then the scorecard isn't going to tell you anything. We recommend having a weekly team meeting where you're constantly reviewing that scorecard to make sure everything's moving in the right direction. If you don't have a scorecard yet, I'm going to refer you back to episode 45, Tracking and Keeping Score of Your Metrics. This episode is going to help you get started in creating some kind of system where you can hold your team members accountable to their role in the business. Are they doing what they're supposed to be doing? How can you delegate things off of your plate without just delegating tasks? You are delegating outcomes. So that's a tool you can use to start doing that. Let's also talk about what's on my mind outside of business. Somebody asked a question. In fact, I think it was Maureen, Maureen Weirbach, 
She is the founder of the Group Practice Exchange, and she's also the CEO of Urban Wellness, which is a four-location group practice in the Chicago area. Maureen has, I think her group practice now has 60 team members in the Chicago area. And one of the sessions or Q&As or trainings she did recently for the group practice exchange members was asking them or talking about when it's time to stop growing or at what point have you kind of achieved what you wanted to achieve and, and stopped growing. And I thought this was a really good question because I think in our society, there's kind of this unwritten rule or this unwritten idea that we're in constantly in growth mode. Like we constantly, especially as business owners, we constantly need to be growing. Like we never want to just stay where we're at. We're always trying to make more money. We're always trying to get bigger. We're always trying to sell more. We're always trying to hire more people. In lots of cases, that's exactly what you should be doing. And that's exactly what you want to be doing. But does there ever get to be a point where you look at what you have and you say, you know what? This is enough. I've achieved what I wanted to achieve. I don't want to get any bigger. I don't want the hassle and the trouble that comes with the next phase or whatever's next. We're big enough. We're successful enough. And this is it. I never hear anybody talk about hitting that point where, hey, this is it. We've done it. There's a whole other episode we could do on what to do when you've decided that you hit that point, but it's just something I want to throw out there to you. Have you defined that yet? Have you defined that point for you and your personal life or your business that is like, hey, I think I can hang out here at least for a little while rather than constantly feeling like we've never gotten there. We're never going to get there because we're constantly growing. I would love for you to connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know if you've given this some thought or if you want to give this some thought or you have other thoughts on this. What is that point for you? Do you know what it is? Have you reached it already? Are you close to reaching it? Do you have a ways to go? Let me know on LinkedIn. And until next time, honey, what is it that you wanted to tell our listeners today? Get out there and break some boundaries and do it for me and my generation. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Female Founders Breaking Boundaries. If you enjoyed this episode, would you be willing to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcast or wherever you're tuning in? You can connect with me on LinkedIn using the link in the show notes. And until next week, don't be afraid to get out there and break some boundaries.